0: What's well, Crackalackin', everybody? Money Smart Guy, Matt Zipala here. He here to you from Dallas, Texas, and here with a special interview with two gentlemen I have a high amount of respect for. First off is Spence. Uh, we had him on a podcast maybe about three four weeks ago. He's an undercover operative for Slavery No More in his fight and battle against human trafficking. And also another gentleman here I met pre-pandemic 2018-2019 on the beaches of Fort Lauderdale on an event for uh, Building Up Men, a organization called Man of War, Navy SEAL, former United States Marine, owner of Tactical Insider, and also led a movie, created a movie called Contraland, which exposes the human trafficking reality that we have today. So gentlemen, let's get right into it. How are you this afternoon?
1: Good here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah,
2: great. Great to see you again, man.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'm so glad we're, we're here to discuss this serious, serious issue. Um, I, I wanted to, a, a, a Spence, let's start with you. You shocked a lot of our guys that are watching, guys and guys that are watching our show. If uh, we can show my screen here real quick um, uh, with this one stat in terms of risk reward on, um, where is it? Is it showing my, uh, it's not showing the right screen here. Um, I don't know where it is. Okay. Can you try that again? Because I, I, okay, okay. Okay, gotcha. Well, let's let's get her right into it. Uh, we'll, we'll get the uh, the equipment here established so we we can see my screen. Uh, sex trafficking risk reward, Spence. You talked about narcotics trafficking, uh, and and I would say uh, the difference between these two gentlemen for those of you are watching is, uh, Spence. Would it be fair to say that you're more urban? You're more on the inside, and 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 working uh, locally with law enforcement inside a city. And then Sawman, would it be also safe to say that you're mostly on the, the Border Patrol? So, Spence, let's start with you.
2: Yeah, um, you know, it's both. So we're, we're working in a lot of uh, cities, inner cities, but um, suburban communities as well. It's, it's everywhere. Trafficking doesn't discriminate. And uh, we're working some labor trafficking cases that are out in very rural areas. So it really spans the gamut.
0: Sawman, so, so where does your work predominantly take you?
1: Yeah, we're any and everywhere inside the continental United States primarily. And so we work with federal and local law enforcement arresting the child predators. And we like putting the predators away because each one that goes to prison represents an arm long list of children that won't be harmed. But we also mm-hmm. believe in exposing it. So that's why we made Contraland to really blow the lid off that crime so everybody could see it stand up yeah. against it.
0: So before the sound of freedom was even a thing, you launched Contraland, and when I had met you, your Facebook page had been shut down. Your IG had been shut down. You had to restart it all over again. Can you, can you take us through that?
1: Yeah, man. Well, nobody, it seems, in high places in big tech or Hollywood wants the subject of child trafficking aired. So big tech platforms that were handling the crowdfunding really, really um went overboard to try to keep us from crowdfunding to fund the documentary film Contraland. And so I had to found a nonprofit organization, Veterans for Child Rescue, just to rally the money to make the documentary film. And when we were trying to put out there the word platform by platform, kept deleting our pages, censoring us, shadow banning us, it's been ugly. Very, very ugly.
0: It's very, very, very ugly. Can you tell us a little bit more about Contraland?
1: Yeah, we spent three years filming it. And we started off to just show what is going on with child trafficking inside the United States so that people could be aware. And we realized while we were filming it, showing law enforcement stats and the experts and the witnesses and the survivors that we could also run very effective joint sting operations with law enforcement. Because uh, I've got a law enforcement background, and as well as counterterrorism, so we capitalized on that. Started running ops and showing what that was like in contraband, so people could see how quickly the predators would come running—hundreds you know, within a matter of moments around these ads of just a, a child starting a new page. Um, you know, it, it's it's really sickening to see, but it, the people need to realize how bad it is and um and how vulnerable our children are to it so that we can protect them from it so it aired on 90 million households on daystar network in us and canada so we're grateful for that and I, I offered it for free uh to the four Winds. everybody take Contraland watch it share it on your own pages um it's a good faith public service alert in good faith just take it learn from it and share it and it's been translated into a lot of different languages languages now and shared all over God's green earth. So we're grateful for that.
0: We'll make sure we get that link from you. Is Can we access it online? Can we put it here in the description? Yeah, it's, or, all, it's on its own website
1: with a few um, links. Contralandmovie.com.
0: For sure. We got we to get it out there. Uh, Spence, what's some of the, what's some of the uh, horrors that you're seeing here about human trafficking? Every, you know, we, when we did our episode uh, about a month ago and then Side by side with the, the launch of the, the movie Sound of Freedom, it seemed it really caught a lot of people's attention. And, and the, the irony behind it is how many people were, you know, for the movie Sound of Freedom and really sometimes even against the movie Sound of Freedom. Is that one of the horrors that you're seeing here in this fight against human mm-hmm. trafficking that you've seen here about certain people supporting the fight and people not supporting the fight?
2: Yeah, it's, it's just like Craig says, um, you, you pull the darkness into the light, and then you see who scatters, um, who opposes uh, doing the good that's being done. Um, you know, you can look into anybody's life, any organization, any group of people, and find a flaw here and there. But I guarantee you the people doing the work, the world is better off for them. And so we celebrate the film and the people doing that work and um, know how challenging it is. Uh, both the work itself, but then just emotionally engaging in it and seeing the things that you have to see. Um, so apply to anybody doing the work and they deserve everybody's support. And if somebody isn't supporting it, boy, that's telling. Um, doesn't mean you know exactly why, but it sure is telling. So so yeah, we're, you know, just this week, a couple more calls on missing minors. Um, one of them um, did some facial recognition software and there they were in a sex ad. Uh, halfway across the country, um, wow. the other one we're still looking for, but um, yeah, it's you know it's just shattering people's lives, right? Traffickers uh, are very bad people, and they're ruining, ruining people's lives. So, um, applaud you having us on and uh, all your listeners for just taking a beat to even listen to a, t- a tough subject. But Craig and I could probably go on and on about horror. So. Okay. <laughs> Ask away what you want to hear, but, you know, sometimes you don't want to turn people off because it just, it's as dark as you uh, can imagine.
0: Yeah, I, I want to go over this, uh, this, uh, this uh, stat you just sent me over uh, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Can we take a look at my screen? So sex trafficking, because uh, I was on a PBD podcast about three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, and it's, the, uh, <laughs> it's such a horrible thing to even say this, but it doesn't seem like the opportunity in the future is narcotics trafficking. Cause it's such an expensive thing to, to do where you can pick up a kilo of cocaine here and $20,000, right? You, you put down, you, you flip it for 48,000 and then you potentially can get arrested. You can be busted with it. You know, and, and what you were saying earlier is that usually in some form of crime, there's evidence that that crime is taking place. You know, you got cocaine, you got drugs, you got things laying around. You can smell people. You can still see people, you know, high as a kite. So it's, it's something that you can recognize. Whereas sex trafficking, not only is it not as obvious, but the way it's, – it's even hard for me to say it. The way the, the people that want to grow this industry look at humans is not as humans. They look at them as, as a revenue source. That's basically it. And the fact that there's more people in human trafficking today than there was when it was legal in a world – it's shocking. So, uh, uh, Sawman, let's, let's, let's get back to you. What have you seen? Because uh, you and I are common friends with uh, uh, David J. Harris Jr., and I asked him a few years ago, a couple years ago, what's the biggest challenge with America today? And he said the southern border. That's something you're very, very familiar with. If anybody goes to your, your, your IG page, your Facebook page, you're constantly at the border. What's going on on the border?
1: Well, we've had an administration abandon the security of our nation. Our sovereignty has been forfeited and we're all being told that it's not happened, but I mean, (laughs) there's no denying that it's happening. My my friends in law enforcement are humiliated. They're demoralized. The, The men and women who signed up to defend our border against all comers are being forced if they want to keep their jobs, keep their livelihood to assist those coming into the United States criminally and aid them, and make sure that they're comfortable and safe as they do so. And uh, it's it's demoralizing, and it's 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 tragic. There's a lot of suicide, uh, a lot of turnover, and the people that do remain there are they're not supported by so many teammates that are that are highly experienced like they once were. So it, it's really really a tragic situation. We've got a an industrial scale. Illegal immigration being assisted by federal agencies, and there are there are contracts for chartered buses, chartered private aircraft, contracting to government agencies, moving children hmm. covertly in the dark of night, deep into the different states in the in the USA, and um, in some our, cases, Our tax, aircraft- dollars. Our, our tax yep.
0: dollars are funding this.
1: Yeah, we're we are funding the entire thing out of our tax dollars and um, in some cases, chartered aircraft with illegal tail numbers that register back to companies that have been out of business for years, landing at three and 4 a.m. in airfields where it's illegal to land past midnight with illegal manifests that say cargo instead of souls and 20 or 30 children are taken off and the children are taken off and shoved in POVs, private vehicles, and or buses and sped off, and these are country these yeah. are country locations at, at very high rates of speed, very high rates of speed, uh, shockingly high rates of speed that, that shows no concern of safety for the children. Um, and when Jen Psaki was asked about this in the White House briefing room, in the press room, she said, Oh, we're talking earlier flights, earlier flights than you or I might like to take, but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong. So she's aware of what's being done with the children. She already had her cover story prepared. So what all's going on, man? Um, We've got uh, members of Congress briefed on it. There are investigations um, that are beginning now, and we've been sounding the alarm for over a year uh, about that aspect of it. So, you know, if, if. I don't care where a child comes from. They're all God's precious and innocent mm-hmm. little ones. And we should all have compassion for them. We should want them to be safe. I don't care what, what color their flag flies over the country they came from. They're children, man. And we have a responsibility to make sure they're okay. So why is it seemingly okay if an administration admits to losing 85,000 children in two years? A lot of people that I know on the investigations say, Craig, that should be 240,000, not 85, but they're, they're admitting to 85,000. Oops. Okay. Well, that's two football stadiums full of seats, full of children. Where are they? Where's the investigation? Where's the accountability? Where are the answers? It's very, very upsetting to see this industrial scale trafficking of children and our own elected officials. Are smiling and, and pretending it's not happening and trying to gaslight our entire populace. It's uh, We are in disturbing times. If you care about the innocent and the precious children, these are very dis- disturbing times to try to um, do anything about it. So we're running operations in places where these operations haven't been run before up and down the border and where we're getting all kinds, but some are being tipped off. There's there's compromise happening. It's it's becoming more much more difficult to catch their capture the the criminals and the traffickers and and those that come to to rape and harm the children, because the the corruption is so vast. So, uh, we are in interesting times, challenging times for sure.
0: Adding insult to the injury, the uh, wall was being constructed, and with when this administration took over, a portion of the wall that was about to be constructed had been sitting in storage for for the last three years and just within the past week they've auctioned off all the wall raw materials that we supposed to be constructing the wall. They just auctioned off on an online site. And so, you know, it, it's, it's crazy when the, when, when the United States secretary of Homeland security, when Mayorkas was being asked about this very issue, he kept answering in a, in a roundabout way. He never got to the answer. He just kept this roundabout answer. That's so annoying that this cabinet, the these people that's in charge of our country can't answer a direct question about what's going on, what happened to the eighty five thousand, and then they have some generic publicity answer. Um, Spence, when we're talking about the law enforcement set here to help, and and the topic came up where these folks talking about you know defund the police, and there's not enough resources, not enough personnel in these cities and states to help with this issue, what are you finding boots on the ground in terms of, okay, mm-hmm. something's going down, and we just shared a, the, the stat here that you just shared with me that it's very hard to see if somebody's actually doing it and human trafficking it and people are admitting to it. What are you seeing there in terms of, okay, you see this, this crime happening, report it to the authorities, what's going on there in this exchange? and It's already frustrating to see that what, what Salman just mentioned, there's very little, no action being taken.
2: Well, I'll tell you, um, first off, there are a lot of amazing men and women in law enforcement and uh, state and government agencies that have a heart for human trafficking. They have a heart for victims of any kind, especially women and children. They're risking their life every day to help them, and um, they want to be responsive. The issue is there's not enough of them and crimes of other natures are spiking so badly that if they were redirected before to those crimes away from fighting human trafficking, they are triply so now because those crimes are spiking and they're taking just a lot of police activity to, uh, to try and keep up with it. So you have diminished law enforcement ranks trying to tackle spiking crime. And, and so then where, where is human trafficking in the mix? They've always been kind of the poor stepchild uh, to use a horrible term, um, they've always been uh, human trafficking has always been uh, lower on the totem pole of resources because it's a hidden crime and it's a crime that takes a while to investigate and to prosecute. So it just doesn't get the resources. So to just give you a stat, because I know you love those, Matt. Um, right now, as of 2020, there were 1,343 prosecutions of human trafficking cases, and yet this, there's an estimated 282,000 victims of sex trafficking in America. So that equates to less than a half a percent chance that a trafficker is going to be prosecuted. But the the ugly punchline is that that assumes that a trafficking victim is trafficked once a year, but they're trafficked six, eight, 10 times a day, right? So if you take the actual number of crimes that result, the number of incidents, it's probably over 600 million incidents of human trafficking a year if each crime is an incident. And then you multiply or divide it by the prosecutions and there's literally less than 0.0002% chance that a trafficker is going to get arrested and prosecuted. So when you take the money they're making, to your point earlier about uh, net put, set it next to drug dealing, it's essentially the same equation as far as revenue with much lower risk. And um, you you can see why it's the second largest organized crime in the world and the fastest growing. So what law enforcement needs is more support more resources so that they can do what they want to do, which is help victims uh, of this heinous crime.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a multi, 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 I think it was a $35 billion industry. I think that the last was reported. Uh, saw, saw man, you're a sniper. You look through your scope. You're on your OP observation, observation post. What are you seeing through that lens? What are you seeing through the scope? Tell us.
1: I'm seeing a failure of justice it's uh, the, the hearts of the american people are broken and they're starved for justice now and we do see a lot of law enforcement that would love to do more uh they're held back in some cases they're not supported in other cases they know that their da's will not prosecute in other cases but if we look at someone like Jeffrey Epstein, and Ghislaine Maxwell. And we revealed their operation in Contraland as an intel collection Mm -hmm. operation called the brownstoning operation in the intelligence community. Ghislaine Maxwell was prosecuted. But where are those that she was prosecuted for trafficking children to?
0: Yeah, where's a client list? No clients,
1: right? Um, Epstein was spirited out of there. Oh, he killed himself. Well, you look at any social media, you'll see that the public don't believe that he killed yeah. himself.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so where where is the accountability? Where is the prosecution? With any wound and, we, and and child trafficking in the United States is a deep spiritual and moral wound in our nation. It is festering. And with any wound, you have to expose it and clean it before it can ever begin to heal. And right now, we have not fully exposed this wound yet, and we have to blow the lid off of it, painful as it may be. And I've started realizing through a lot of deep prayer and studying the word, it's it's not that the American people don't see the the corruption. I'm starting to realize, oh, they see it, they just lack the moral courage to face it huh. and admit it, because then they're gonna realize that they're, they have a responsibility to help do something about it. We all do. But I think we need to kind of take that pain that it may wince a little bit, but uh, we have to stand up and make a joint decision to drive this this evil from our culture. And it is absolutely evil. There's a lot of layers to why the children are being harmed. But at the the core of it, it is a spiritually motivated crime, uh, this destruction of children. I'm not going to drag your audience into the gory details of that, but there's more that we're going to be revealing on satanic cult groups and what all goes on with that and why the demand is so high and where a lot of these children are going. But it's, it's ugly, but just suffice it to say, we've got a real problem. There are a lot of the most precious and innocent being harmed in unspeakable, unthinkable ways, and we have to stand up and do something about it now.
0: If people just follow the videos that you post on Instagram, the videos that you post on social media, it's obvious that's evidence. So when you take that evidence, Spence, when you take that evidence to local law enforcement and you expect them to do something, where's the ball being dropped?
2: Well, it's definitely situational, right? Um, You could have a very well-intending officer or special agent, and um, they might know that like in Los Angeles, yeah, the DA is not going to prosecute this or the threshold of the evidence that they need is just incredibly high. And it's going to take you a lot of time and effort to, to accumulate that evidence. Then, uh, you know, we've had cases where you do, and then suddenly it's all, oh, now your original evidence is stale and you've got to go refresh in that. And it's this never-ending cycle that you don't know if it's intentional or not. But the, uh, I would say there's a prevailing thought, even among prosecutors that we're close to, that a lot of prosecutors want um, too much before they'll engage, you know, a silver platter where you've just got to punch it the last half yard across the, the end zone line to get a touchdown. And and that's just not going to create the number of cases, the number of prosecutions to send a deterrent message in a community, right? You have to be aggressive, just as, as Salman is saying, you need uh, a lot of cases to deter criminals to where that calculus starts to change dramatically. So and that's the number one recommendation of the TIP report by the Justice Department itself um, is uh, we or the State Department, excuse me, is they need more cases, need more investigations, need more cases. And yet at the same time, the law enforcement aren't getting the resources to generate those additional cases. So it's really it's a holistic approach. Um, You need more resources from the top. You need more bodies on the the specific crime of trafficking. Uh, You need DAs uh, on board. And we've been in communities, in in truth, where some have said that the DA doesn't even understand the crime of human trafficking because they've never prosecuted a case before. So that's on the uh, organizations like uh, Sawmans and, and mine and others where we're trying to train law enforcement, but we've got to get in in order to train them train the prosecutors so that they uh, they have confidence mm-hmm. to engage in, in in prosecuting the cases so um, you've got to there is no silver bullet and there is no one area it's being dropped you have to take a holistic approach work with you know prevention in, the, in, in areas of vulnerability that's the key as as Salman was saying earlier with the, with immigration that's what we're seeing in casework in cities and states um, is they, they come across, but then the, the the real problem begins. Now they're very vulnerable. And there are criminal enterprises that have not only brought them or escorted them, but are waiting for them, labor contractors, to take advantage of them and, and absorb them into their cr- criminal scheme. So anywhere there's vulnerability, whether it's the underprivileged, the displaced, um, those vulnerable people are going to be exploited by criminals that are there waiting for them. So we've got to address that, the areas of vulnerability, all the way through that spectrum to prosecution and everything in between. So it takes a whole community. Trafficking, unlike most other many other crimes, you really need a village to approach any given trafficking case, much less turning back the tide of trafficking in a community.
0: Jordan, let's take a look at my screen here, real quick. I just Want to reference this article here on Yahoo Finance? The top state for human trafficking is California, and uh, the 20 top cities here. Number 20 is New York. Spencer mentioned the the percentage of human trafficking crime rates. Here it is. Here, here's a here's some data to back that, that that the statement you made earlier in the show. 0.01 percent human trafficking crime rate. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona sawman. Run your woods, right? Point. Oh, you're you're in AZ, correct?
1: Yep, or Tucson.
0: Yep, point oh one percent human trafficking crime rate. Next one, Philadelphia, point oh one percent. Chicago, where I'm from, point oh two percent. Sixty-two percent of these victims are under the age of eighteen, while thirty percent are under fifteen years old. Los Angeles human trafficking crime rate <clears throat> number uh, number sixteen on this list um, as of 2023 LAPD in the sheriff's department, along with other agents, reporting the arrest of 38 suspected sex traffickers, 197 sex buyers. I'm thinking of California, L.A. <laughs> That's it?
1: Matt, let me, tell you, let me tell you what we're facing. And will um, back this up, I'm confident. What we're finding is mayors and different political leaders in these major cities, they don't want those crime stats to look bad so they do not want to run more operations arresting the child predators because then it raises the stats. If they don't arrest them, there's no stat. Can you imagine a more dysfunctional, dishonorable way to run the protection of your people than to look the other way to pad your stats, to make them look nice so that you can get elected again rather than serving and protecting the people that you've been – Elected to serve and protect in good faith. This is just a deep, amoral abyss of debauchery and failure of our leadership uh, on a national scale. And folks, uh, character, moral character absolutely matters because that's the only thing that causes an elected official to act in good faith when they know that nobody's looking or they know that they can't get caught. So if you're not looking at moral character, what somebody has done, what they have spent their lives doing in good faith, in service of others, instead of hoarding you know, money for themselves, stepping on everybody around them to get theirs in a greedy, lusty fashion, uh, then you'd be missing it because moral character and integrity is everything in an elected official. We need to get back to putting quality human beings back in charge that will look after our look after our districts and our counties and our states and our, eventually our nation once again.
0: If I was to regurgitate the, 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 the stats point that you just made earlier, is a, a city or a state will have its normal crime rate, right? Murders, drugs, et cetera, et cetera. If you were to include now human trafficking crime rates, it would spike up that crime rate, which give the, the, the illusion that, or the, or the fact that, Crime is higher in the city and the state, which might repel people from moving in that city and state, which might which may repel the person and say, oh, "You're not doing your job. You're fired. We're electing somebody else." Am I right in in in, yeah. in unpacking yeah, that? Yeah, that's
1: the dynamic we're we're looking at. Okay. So, um, I would say say, rather than cooking the books on the stats and manipulating it like that, oh, what would it look like if we if we served and protected in good faith? Mm-hmm. and started taking all the traffickers off the streets and made a deterrent and put them in prison where they could rape no more and uh, and look after the little ones so that your, your community is protected because uh, what we have right now will not do. This is not acceptable in any way. So um, we, something's got to change, man. This is, like my wife said, from a spiritual perspective, she says, what... Look at it from God's perspective. Like, these traffickers, what are they thinking is eventually going to happen? They're trafficking children at an industrial scale, raping them, murdering them, destroying them, organ harvesting, all of it. What do they eventually think is going to happen? And I'm like, I'm bracing for impact. I don't want to be there uh, when when justice falls, but, um, you know, we all live here, Mm so… I don't know how it's going to look. I just know it's not okay. And we have to, we, the people are supposed to be running this country. Right. We have to assert ourselves as such. And we have to get back to doing that. What our founding fathers envisioned for this, for we to have the freedom and the, and the say, so the horsepower to say no, and we haven't done that effectively enough. And we've allowed this it's on us Mm -hmm. until we stand up in unison and say, no more, leave the children alone. We won't stand for it until we do. It's going to continue. And we, we see prisoners in prison saying, man, I sure can't wait to get out of prison so I can start trafficking children because uh, there's so much money being made. So 38 to $50 billion was the estimate before we abandoned our border. God only knows what it is now. So that means it's, more, it's, it's generating more revenue than all pro sports combined. So if anybody's ever been to a Super Bowl or Major League Baseball game or Formula One or anything like that, you realize there's a lot of revenue pouring through those industries so how many children are being sold and harmed to generate that level of revenue it's unthinkable and it's on us the good news is everybody calls and they say nice things about those of us that fight this i would say we can all be heroes there's opportunity for us each to do something you know share contra land Report suspicious activity. looks like trafficking to your law enforcement. Support other organizations that are in the fight. Tell people about what's going on and, and get involved in the election uh, process and the, the uh, political process so we can be heard.
0: I, I want to spend the rest of the show talking about that. What can we do? So Spence, let's start with you. What What is some of the proactive things we can do to to play offense? Okay.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. And you know, like any great social movement, um, it takes the public standing up and being heard. Um, we can cite numerous of them in our lifetimes um, where suddenly the level of public intolerance rose so high that politicians, everybody knew it wasn't okay no anymore to do a certain thing or say a certain thing. Well, what about human trafficking? Raise your voices, raise them loud, They're, you know, get they people can put together campaigns where you deluge, um, you know, a senator's office, a congressman's office, a DA's office, a mayor's office. They need to know that the public cares because uh, Sawman's exactly right. It's a hidden crime. It's easy to not address it. As tragic as that is, with women and children and innocents paying the price for that, okay, is they've got to be heard. And they have to have a methodical approach and they have to do it on a sustained basis so that people uh, who are in places of power realize that they have to start serving the people that they're supposed to be serving. And it should be very easy. And, and, and in one respect, it is in that it's a bipartisan issue. It isn't like one party is for preventing it and the other um, isn't uh, in theory, but there are, there are elements of the law that are, that are aiding and abetting criminals. If you take, a, as um, I've seen a video of a trafficker who was let out three, of jail three times in one day, if he's just put right back out on the street and starts trafficking again because he doesn't see any consequences, well, that's an issue, right? So we need stiffer sentencing. We need politicians all the way down to DA's prosecutors to know that the public is demanding they do something about it. And um, you know, it's it's unflattering or un—it's uh, not a fun thing to ask for, but it's resources. Uh, sawman 's organization needs resources. Every organization I know is stretched thin for financial support and i'll tell you just flat out is if you met a victim face to face i 'd like to see somebody who 's sitting on resources look him in the eye and say i 'm sorry we can 't save you today it 's not worth that much of my money to help you be rescued i 'm sorry you 're going to continue suffering, but we 're going to leave you there because I really wanna keep my money. Um, Well, then we're a little as as some is alluding to, you know, what does society come to? If we value having more and more money in our bank accounts, more and more toys to play with as women and children are being ravaged because that money isn't moving to places where it can make a difference. And uh, there's an unlimited number of places where you can send that to make a difference in these young people's lives. And that's real fulfillment. That's adding real meaning to your life. Right. And and money can't buy that in any other way for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, you look at the billions and billions of dollars of United States military aid to Ukraine. And here we are with a just a fire in Maui, let alone this issue. The pennies that we get here in our country to fix our issues. You know, you know, Sam, I'm looking at uh, the sound of freedom, the great success that it's had in the box office, 177 million dollars. Just in domestic markets alone in uh, your movie though Contraland, uh Jordan, can we show my screen your movie Contraland you're offering for free on is this is this YouTube
1: uh, we have it on several different platforms for redundancy because the the waters were so hostile to, for getting this information to the <laughs> public so
0: so people can watch people can watch it on YouTube yep. It's amazing. Yep, it's
1: on it, it, YouTube and several other similar platforms. Uh, but the Contralandmovie.com is the website. We've got it linked there to multiple correct uh, video streaming platforms.
0: Gotcha. What what's some of the proactive things that we can do? You know, you you and I, we served in the military, we sworn an oath to defend all enemies, foreign and domestic. Yeah. And when you see this happening on domestic land, you know, what, what what's your message to 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 the veteran community out there that 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 took that oath?
1: My, my message to fellow veterans is, look, guys, I've been to 60 countries around the world and I'm over it. I'm done going somewhere else to defend everybody that I know and love here from some boogeyman that may one day come here and harm us. When child trafficking is run at an industrial scale, generating more revenue than all pro sports combined right here under our noses, it's like a sick joke to send us elsewhere when the most precious, the most innocent, those who we fought for probably with the most heart and fervor are being literally destroyed behind our backs. So I fight here now, I'm deploying here to our home. And um, that's something that we all need to to look at. We need elected officials who are men of of character who will do the job in good faith. We need uh, lawyers, judges, attorneys, uh, DAs, attorneys general, all of it. We need p- key people that will that will run a good job, and we need everybody really to pray, pray, pray. And if you say, well, what's just a? It's just a wish to the sky, a prayer. No, if if you if you don't realize why this crime is ultimately being done to so many children, the people that are doing this on the darkest, highest level of it, it for them it is spiritual, and they are very dark and wicked. Cult, and their culture is absolutely evil, and that's there's, that's a lot of why this is being done on to children on such a large scale. So it doesn't matter whether or not you understand it. That's what it's about for them. Yep. And anybody that's investigated this on a deep scale and research begins to learn that this is a spiritually motivated crime. And if you don't realize that prayer is powerful. Uh, you, you'd Amen. be missing it because it absolutely is. And so absolutely pray. Get your Amen. church to pray over this. But, yeah, expose it. Share Contra Land. Share other films. Share. Encourage people to go see Sound of Freedom and any other films that are exposing this and rally your, your local community uh, against it. Encourage your sheriffs to, to prosecute and run these operations. There's enough... Child trafficking for law enforcement to spend all of their time uh, arresting the predators and only this crime alone and still not get to all of it. So the fact that it's low on the list, this should like if there's an ATF, if there are some of these other agencies to deal with with uh, different crimes uh, of different levels, there should be a bigger agency to deal with child trafficking. Yeah because it's bigger yep. than, than anything the ATF deals with. It's bigger than anything that just about any of the other agencies deal with. Mm-hmm. Why is there not a, a full-time, very powerful, highly effective task force
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the rampage against child trafficking in the United States? And I would say that the reason why is corruption. It's the only reason it's not there.
0: Yep.
1: So yep. I'm not about having more government or bigger government. May, maybe let's get rid of about... 30 or 40 agencies that don't do anything that but waste tax money and, and create create more uh, bureaucratic red tape and take some personnel and train them up and, and some better investigators from the other agencies and, and create a new agency or task force that just makes war on child trafficking here in the United States. That'd be a beautiful thing. That's something we could all demand get done. And I think it, quite frankly, it needs to happen.
0: So, Simon, just, I, was, I, was, I was asked this question the other day by a young man who's just graduating high school. And he asked me, you're a Marine, should I serve this country? And I can't believe for the first time in my entire life, my automatic knee-jerk reaction answer wasn't yes. I mean, I love this country. I love, I love serving in uniform in this country. But I'm asking, I also ask myself, because it, his outcome was service. It wasn't necessarily make money. His outcome was, I want to serve this country, should I join the Marines? Should I join the military? To your point, the craziness we got even going on in our government i mean we look at right now the the military the cabinet the people leading our our, our our military i'm looking at this as a joke the people are leading the things that they're asked to do whether it be vaccine or to pay for transgender surgery so therefore the service member can serve his country on the american taxpayers dime how would you answer that question in this day and age you're, you're a veteran you're United well, States Marine, Navy SEAL. How, how would you answer that question? It,
1: it, man, it's tough. It's tough. Oh, and yeah. I, I tell you what, I I honor the Marine Corps for, for their integrity, man, for their, their code. I was taught very specifically when in the Marine Corps that I had the responsibility to refuse to carry out any unlawful order. And so for any military or law enforcement, if you're being tasked with tra- trafficking children in the United States, that goes against our Constitution. That is not a legal order and you should not be carrying them out well like i have a paycheck well you can do maybe another job i would i i walked away from my federal law enforcement career because i blew the whistle on a senior ses level executive from the top of the fbi i reported him for gross mismanagement and retaliation and they a special congressional delegation came in and investigated and that's exactly what they found and he was fired ses level executive so yeah He wasn't fired until after I was forced out because this guy was using his wife's FBI agents to uh, there in Las Vegas to terrorize my family, terror tactics Mm -hmm. against my family. It was ugly, abuse of of authority and power. Nobody ever uh, brought him to account for that and nobody ever made my career whole, but I walked away because I, I had to to defend, to protect my family. But I blew the whistle on him in good faith. I think if, if more people would do that and report these these people and expose them, we could start uh, having it cleaned up. And yeah, it's painful and it, it's costly at first, but if you're doing it in good faith, I believe God will do for you what he's done for me and have a better life for you afterwards. There are so many things that God's blessed me with, um, and I still don't have money, but I, my soul is soaring because I'm doing what I know I need to be do, doing, mm-hmm. I did the right thing, and there are a lot of guys out of the Las Vegas field office there in the Air Marshal Service that have a lot of nice things to say about me for blowing the whistle on the guy that was ruining all of their careers for no reason. Um, and so we have to we have to stand up against this. We can't just roll with it, can't just bend the knee to tyranny, man, because it's it makes it too easy. And these guys that are abusing their authority, they are men of weak character and they're afraid of guys like us. Yeah. So uh, somebody that wants to go into the marine corps i would say man um I, I don't i don't trust the commander-in-chief right now but maybe by the time you get into the marine corps before you get deployed somewhere maybe you would have a, a more honorable one who would use you in good faith uh it's a tough call matt it's yeah. that's a hard question to answer but yeah. um i think that's an individual yeah. call but uh, it, it's, man it's, i do applaud the marine corps and their their strengths and their yeah. their honor you know death before dishonor that's another thing you know, thing that I I was hearing in the Marine Corps all the time.
0: That's right. Spence, when we're looking at this, okay, we want to blow the whistle. What are some of the things that we don't see? Because if this is such a hidden crime, what are a lot of people missing out? And what are some of the signs? What are some of the signals? What should we be looking out for? If it's under the radar, it's not easily visible like any other crimes. What are Mm -hmm. some of the identifying marks that certain, certain trafficking is going on?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, So the easiest. Oh, your feed to me is choppy. Suddenly you're you're good now. You're good. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, easiest way to start out is, Hey, something doesn't look right. Um, boy, it looks like that woman working at the, at a house next door. It looks like she's working 24 seven. Um, I've, I'm driving by an agriculture site and instead of all showing up in their cars, they're showing up in a bus or a van. Um, That's just something out of the ordinary. But uh, if you see a a young girl and she's got luggage um, or she's not dressed for the weather or conversely, she has no no luggage and she's at a transportation site. We had a case where we followed girls straight out of an illicit massage business that was a front for, for a brothel. And they just had a backpack over their shoulder and went straight to the uh, airport without any luggage and shipped off somewhere else. Um, it's something that doesn't look right. If they have signs of abuse, signs of being on, on drugs and they're young, um, they don't. They're, if they're looking to someone who's accompanying them to speak for them, that might mean that they're being controlled by that person. Um, I think there's a lot of great resources on the uh, Homeland Security site. I can't do justice to, you know, there must be 40, 50, 60, 70 um, indicators. But I think it's if the crime is forced fraud and coercion, and you see indicators that someone isn't have free will, that someone's being controlled by another person, someone is strung out on drugs, someone's bruised, someone, you know, an obvious one, if they've got signs of physical restraint around their wrists or ankles. If they're being mishandled by another person and um, uh, or there's an age disparity and Mm -hmm. you see and it's usually a combination of those things. It isn't just age disparity isn't just, you know, somebody of one culture with a very young person in another culture, but but you start adding these little indicators up Um, is that person look like they're in distress or like they're comfortable and happy and having fun with grandpa, or does it look like they're in distress and maybe being led around by somebody that isn't their caretaker. Um, you just have to zoom in on some things that you're otherwise seeing. But you know, we did, uh, just to come full circle to your example of Los Angeles, we did an assessment of illicit massage businesses in Los Angeles and, and found um, over 60, and that was almost our full sampling, we're selling commercial sex and most of them, the, the people had gave, were giving off indicators that they were not making decisions for themselves. Um, wow. That's a really high percentage. Yeah. So I'll tell you, one thing you can do is don't be a customer. And you'd like to think nobody listening to this is, but don't be a customer. Don't dismiss somebody in the, in the whole spectrum of selling sex, whether it's pornography, at massage businesses uh s- different milieus of prostitution or a lot of wealthy people end up in parties where there's a bunch of girls uh who are willing to do things supposedly but somebody paid them to be there and they they may not be there of their own free will mm-hmm. um it can look like a lot of things but don't be a customer right and that certainly goes back to uh, one of the tenets we all believe in is hey that belongs in in the marriage uh, or a sacred relationship and um it doesn't belong where you're out exploiting some stranger who, as far as you know, they're being exploited and usually are.
0: Spence, before we let you go, what are you looking for to help out your, your organization, Slavery No More? What, and where can people, if they want to donate to Slavery No More, where can they, where, where can they go?
2: Uh, yeah, kind of you to ask. If anybody's led to do that, you know, um, slaverynomore.org, there's a big give button. And, um, yeah, doing operations, as uh, some man will attest, it's a, it costs money. You've got to feed people and pay for gas and and uh, vehicles and all the tools that you need to take the time it takes to build a case, to hand over an actionable case to law enforcement. That takes time and money. But at the end of the day, um Nobody's making what they could otherwise make in, a, in another career. Um, everybody's scratching by and sacrificing. And if you'll support those folks who are willing to do this work, um, everybody will share in, in rescued lives. And I'll tell you one of the, as, as Sawman was alluding to earlier, one of the biggest um, things you can do is if you put a bad guy in prison, there's could be hundreds that that person will not exploit. And uh, if that's not motivating to somebody, you know, I don't know what is. So yeah, thank you for asking. And um, uh, we so will much. earn every bit of the trust that somebody who uh, supports our work or Sawman's uh, for sure.
0: Slaverynomore.org, correct? Yes, sir. R- Roger that. Sawman, we have a uh, last couple minutes here. I'll have you, have you give the final at bat. What's, uh, what would you like to get off your chest and how can people support your work?
1: Yeah, the last thing I'd like to share is not least, so many of the predators that we arrest admit that porn is what distorted their mind and got them perverted and off onto children, hunting children, desiring children, thinking about children for sex. Porn is destroying military lives, uh, families like crazy these days. Um, I I would just encourage men uh, realize it's an insidious type of addiction and it, it creeps in and uh, you'll never see it coming before it takes hold. Uh, we're hearing so many uh, cases and seeing so many examples of families that have been utterly destroyed from this. It creeps in. At first, it's a little, then a little doesn't do it, and then a little turns into more and more, and then it gets weird and dark and eventually uh, just completely vile and crude and vulgar and ugly and even uh, deadly. So uh, just realize there's there's evil lurking there. And you should wean yourselves off of it if you're if you're looking at it and by all means teach your children not to get involved. So that's that's something that's really driving the demand. The United right. States has the biggest demand for this this crime. So that's, that's a lot of the, the genesis of it, is that porn takes my, um, people's minds and starts distorting and perverting it into something worse. So that's what I wanna say about that. And uh, Veterans for Child Rescue, we're making more documentary content, doing more investigations and joint operations. So uh, we're growing and we're grateful for that. And uh, we're grateful for everybody's support. And v4cr.org is our website and you can go there and there's donate buttons and it's all secure and please do pray though pray over matt pray over spence and his team pray over our org but most of all pray over the children who are out there stuck yes. in unspeakable yes. situations of harm okay ask for mercy for them mercy and let's do all rise up against this uh, the children are worthy of our protection and it's a really good thing you'll be blessed for doing anything positive mm-hmm. for them. No matter what you choose to do, do, do a little something. And I guarantee you, you'll feel better for having done it.
0: Well said gentlemen, I appreciate you both for being on here and talking about this topic. And for many of you who's watching this podcast and you're wondering, Matt, what's this got to do with making millions of dollars? What's it got to do with entrepreneurship? What's it got to do with becoming a better person, a better financial steward? Well, this is it. You're making all this money, you have all the success, but for what? What are you funding and financing? Next Gucci belt? Next G-Wagon you want to buy? Next mansion you want to buy? What are you contributing with the resources that you've been blessed with? That's why I look at this. And for those of you finding it, finding a channel and you're looking at faith and finance together, it's not about what you can make, but more so what you can give. And I hope and pray that your financial resources, your success, gives hope and life and light to the children that's out there, the humans that are being trafficked all over the world. So I appreciate you, Spence, Simon Sawyer, and we'll be putting the links here in the description column below. So if that's you, you feel led to give and to serve, contact these gentlemen. At the very minimum, click the links and donate some financial resources to help their cause. That being said, if you haven't done so, make sure you subscribe to our channel and make sure you drop your comments below. That being said, till meet again. Conceal is smart. Conceal smart. Everybody's smart today. Praise Prayer up for our children. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.